Here we go. Boom. Hey, everybody. Hey, Greg, how you doing today? Good, Joe. How you doing? I am fantastic. I hear that you're on vacation and uh, you were nice enough to uh, take time out to uh, give us a show. And we're going to be talking about Rabbit River 8 today. Yes, we're vacationing in the lovely state of Maine and calling you from the beachside. Nice. So, you know, thanks for jumping on. Yeah. Um, how's your summer going? Uh, pretty good. My my son actually started school this week. My my older son and uh, yeah, he's actually at his high school retreat right now. The their entire school goes off for a retreat for three days, and uh, so that's where he's at right now until tomorrow. And then official classes start on Monday for him. So yeah, fun times. Nice, nice, great. Um, you ready to start diving in? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, have you been using Rapid Weaver eight? Uh, much during the beta? Honestly, no, I've been so focused on updating viewer picks and working on my sitemap helper for Chili Dog Coasting. Okay. That it's kind of slid under my radar a little bit. I was planning, I was hoping to have new tips set up for pre launch, but life just got in the way. Um, <laughs> I've been. Dibbling and dabbling with it, I guess you can say. You know, mm-hmm. poking, poking my head in and looking around and stuff, but I haven't been able to like get in as much as I would have liked to. Um, you know, during the beta, because they they're just working at breakneck speed now. You know, it's yep. just feels so different. Feels so different than than previous Rapid Weaver releases. You know, like um, everything feels much. You know, tighter, more succinct. Succinct. Um, they're just executing at a at a uh, much more almost. I don't want to say mature, but um, consistent pace. And it's yep. it's hard to keep up sometimes. You yeah. know, they've been they've been releasing the betas almost every week or two. Um, so they've been. Yeah, I'd say I'm really impressed. I think this, you know, to pull a page from Apple's book. Um, this is definitely the best rapid weaver yet, right? Um, it, it really is. Um, and I have to say that not only is it the best version of rapid weaver ever, it's, I think the best upgrade that we've ever had in terms of the smoothness. Um, you know, so it, this was uh rapid weaver eight was released just two days ago. It's uh Thursday, August 16th right now it, we're talking and rapid weaver eight's been out for two days and I've been for the past couple of days really watching the the forums just to make sure that, you know, everything's going great for users. And, you know, typically traditionally over the past few upgrades, um, you know, there's been lots of issues with a lot of people and, um, and they've been very vocal about it. Um, and I've say this is the least number of issues that people have ever had in an upgrade. Um, and I think some of the, the, the very minor issues that people have had again are very minor, and actually, uh, Real Mac Dan's already released uh, updates for all these, right? So 8.01 has already been released that fixed a lot of some minor things that uh, were kind of missed during the beta test. And um, users are really loving it. I think it's a great update. And uh, so, yeah, uh, what, we could just zip through the, why don't we just kind of like zip through the feature list a little bit and um, and talk sure. about kind of what our sure. favorites are. What, what, what's your favorite sure. feature, Greg? 
my I just took my took my mouse away from it, but probably my favorite new feature is the it's a it's a tie, but I'll just choose one so I won't step on any your potential shoes here. Okay. Um probably the device probably the device simulator is probably oh, my damn, you took favorite mine. one. Okay. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, have, you, have a, you, have a, you have a nice list here. There's a nice list here. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it makes it's very handy. It, it's it, it makes it makes working with you know responsive sites and testing a lot easier. Especially, I see this going to be really really useful when I go to test Weaver picks and you know try all really try to stress test it and, and do that kind of work. It's going to make my experience shipping product a lot better because I feel a lot more confident about, Hey, it works at all these different breakpoints on these different themes. I can really iterate and hammer, hammer my products so that they're better for everybody who uses them. You know, I'm really, really like that. Sweet. Yeah. My favorite thing about the device simulator is, um, not only can you, can you have one, you can actually have multiple. So, um, I have two displays set up. And the simulator is perfect for that, right? So what I did is I have Rapid Weaver and, you know, a couple other apps open on my main display. And then off on my secondary display, I had set up like five different simulator windows. One was a, uh, now I have a vertical display. My secondary display is vertical, so it's rotated. And um, luckily the, the height of that display or, you know, the width, because I have it vertical, is the same as the width of a 15-inch MacBook Pro. So um, it's the same number of pixels. So I kind of have that on the bottom kind of stretched across the entire display. And then above that, I had like, um, you know, all three different iPhone sizes and an iPad Pro. Now, the iPad Pro took a little bit, so there was some overlap with the iPhone things, but um, it was a re- it's a really great little setup. So as soon as I, I'm making changes inside Stacks in edit mode, those cha- I don't need to preview, plus nothing, it, all those live simulator windows update immediately, right? Or after, you know, it takes a couple seconds after I make a setting change, but they just kind of update in the background, so I don't need to worry about it. And whenever I'm ready to go look at some changes that I've made, I just glance over to my secondary display, and then I can see all the simulator windows and I can interact with each and every single one of them um, independently. It's really, really cool. Yes, I agree. It makes, it's going to make, again, it's going to make my testing in my life so much better. Yep. Um, really, and, really excited. And also, like, the the old workflow of using the preview built in Rapidiver, it still exists, right? But, like, flip-flopping between, my fingers still do it sometimes where you just hit Command-R. It's like, boom, 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 right? But um, having those simulator windows already open and loaded um, just seems faster, right? Uh, because you've, you're making your changes. You don't need to worry about the complete thing kind of refreshing. And, and you don't need to worry about, you know, adjusting the, the size of the preview window inside Rapidweaver if you want to look at iPhone or whatever. It's already there pre-made. Um, so I, I think it's a lot faster. It, it might take some people a little bit of time to get used to that new workflow. Um, but I think it's a lot better. Um, and now if you, if you don't have two screens like I did, or like I have on my, on my Mac pro, what I did on my laptop, cause I only have one screen is I created a new desktop. So, you know, in spaces, um, so I, I use rap weaver on one desktop and then I, I set up a separate desktop that contains, uh, 
like, you know, a couple different simulator windows. So when I, when I want to preview, I just, you know, use the gesture on the trackpad, swipe over to the new, to the second desktop. And then there's my simulator windows. So, you know, preview is just a quick swipe away. And, you know, I have multiple, can have multiple simulator windows right there on that other desktop. Yeah, that's cool. Can you pin those? I haven't tried this. Can you pin those um, simulated windows to the to a different desktop? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you just you know in in Spaces, yeah, you just create a new desktop, and then you can you can like any other app, you can move those simulator windows to any desktop you want, and then you could just use Spaces be, to swipe between them. Will they will they get pinned there so that when you quit wrap or even reopen them, does it come back up? Uh. No, that's actually a, a feature request I have for Dan is so that when I uh, when you open that project again, like it'll re it'll remember the simulator windows that you had and then relaunch them. I think that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll look forward to 8.02, maybe yep. 8.02 or 8.1. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what's, what's your, what's your, your second? What? Oh, what's my favorite? I didn't even say my favorite. I just went off on the device simulator. Yeah. Um, hmm, what's, what's my next favorite after device simulator? Um, I'm going to say the web icon generator. Um, so I, I think this is really nice. Uh, I have promoted on this podcast before we talked about, I think it's real fave icon generator.com or something like that. Right. And, um, you know, I've used that, you know, you upload, you know, one PNG or whatever, and it generates, you know, all the various sizes and the meta tags for you for all those sizes to put into your website. Right. And so I, I sent that to Dan there in the beta. I'm like, dude, we need this in rapid Ever. Like I, a user needs to be able to just upload one icon and boom, and rapid Ever just automatically creates all the various sizes you need and all the meta tags. And um, it does that now, right? So the new web icon generator um, is really cool. Um, now, if you pr provide the largest icon, the iPhone Retina, you can actually, uh, it'll auto-generate, it can auto-generate that icon for you for everything. But if you specifically create different icons for other things and drag them into those wells, um, you can then you know, override those, the default one, right? So um, it, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Either you can have, you know, you can create your icon once and let Rappiver auto-generate the others for you. Or if you really want to be specific about sizing and looks, you can create, you know, special ones for every single size and then individually add those to the various, um, you know, wells in the web icon thing. And then Rappiver adds all those meta tags for you automatically directly in the head, right? So you don't need to worry about that. So it's really, really nice. I think it's a great feature. Yeah, yes, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's definitely very handy. Make sure you're doing the right things and have it nice and automated for, for users. Yep. Hey, right, Greg, what's so next up for you? The most interesting and powerful thing that I'm this is this is something that makes me a little uneasy because I, I see this as like a, a double edged sword is the HT Access Editor because mm -hmm. it's really cool, really powerful. But it's enough rope that you or you know that you can really, um, you know, break your break your site. So I do a lot of stuff with the HD access. I set up my redirects in the HD access. Mm -hmm. I should tell users who are listening, you know, using the HD access is it can be hosting dependent on what you're publishing and what code you're putting in there. So be careful. Um, 
because if you have a if you have a cut, cut and paste some random code that you find on the internet to do something and some Apache module is not installed, you have a typo and a name, you have an invisible character that's in there or something like that, but you know, you end up with a 500 server error. And most people get confused by that in that they think the hosting is broken when really it's, it's the server saying that it can't understand what you're trying to tell it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of stuff with HD access. I, you know, I, I'll block, I filter all, you know, bad, bad robots. Um, I'll filter out bad requests. I'll do redirects. I'll enable compression, you know, GZIP compression for things. Um, so I'm, I, you know, I'm probably a little more technical than some, some of our viewers or some of our listeners, but I think that HD access editor is awesome Sweet. and it saves me a bunch of time of trying to manually do those kind of things and, and have a copy paste it from another project into it, into another site that to dig up. <laughs> so, yeah. I thought it was really interesting that they added kind of version control into that as well. So like when you edit it, um, edit the file, um, it kind of saves up, you know, your previous versions that you edited. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, that's a good one. That's a great feature. Yes. Yes. All right. You're up next one. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, a lot of the new, uh, open graph and social media meta tags. Um, I think, uh, this is sort of generate, you know, similar to the, um, the web icon stuff because it creates meta tags, right? But, now, if you go into the page inspector um, and then go to the, the meta tags uh, tab there, you'll see that there's tons of stuff in there now, right? And it handles like all the, the social sharing so that when you um, share your URL on social media, like Facebook or Twitter or, um, you know, pretty much everything like Slack and all that stuff uses uh, open graph tags now to, to get information about the page that, that you put, you know, in the um, wherever you shared it. And uh, so it gets title, description, you can have an image, right? And uh, yeah, it's just great that it's it's now all in there. You don't need to know the meta tag syntax because before you had to actually know the, the proper syntax and you can add the meta tags, but you had to know exactly the actual code to do, right? And um, there's stuff like my SEO helper stack from in foundation that you know helps you add those as well. But um, it's nice that it's baked into RapidWeaver now since everyone is gonna want that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's just, it's just another really good convenient, uh, thing to have, um, you know, so that's on every single page and, and whatnot. One thing that I, that I do hope they add, um, I'm actually, I, I hadn't requested this yet. I'll make sure I send Dan a note today. I I'd love to see those in the site wide code area as well. So, um, I think that'd be kind of be cool because there's a, a meta tag, um, you know, panel in the site wide code. And I think having, you know, creating like a default for various, um, you know, open graph tags for a page would be great um, in the site wide area. And then you can override that on the page level um, for all the other stuff. So uh, I think that'd be cool. Um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely in favor of doing it right and doing it once. So I think your idea is uh, yeah. valid. It might be nice to add it over there too. Yeah. I don't know. Does, does it make sense? Like to do so? I don't, I don't know if social media really wants to have different meta tags on every single page. I think that's just a lot of work. I think just, you know, creating that default and then maybe, you know, you know, overriding it on a specific page level just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think you only really need 
on your homepage. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't, I wouldn't add it really to my other pages. I mean, um, well, I guess if you wanted like a screenshot, if you wanted like when you paste it into Twitter and you wanted it to have a certain screenshot, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Now, so I agree. Yeah. Like, like if I had, you know, different product pages, you, you, maybe you want the screenshot from that product for that. If you were to share the URL for that product page, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Greg, you're up. What, what's your next uh, feature? This may sound petty, but I'm really looking forward to it in Mojave. It's dark mode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you running Mojave? I am not running Mojave. Uh, okay. I am. No, I, I have I, it running on my laptop, and uh, I ha I am running in dark mode, and it is nice. Yes. Yes. I imagine it is. I'm very excited. Yeah, so I don't want to go off on a, too much of a Mojave tangent. But there, there's a couple issues still in dark mode that I I hope Apple would have fixed by now. Like when I create a new email in Mail.app in dark mode, it's black text on a dark background, and it's almost impossible to like read what you're typing <laughs> yes yeah yes uh all right joe maybe uh, you have something a little next more for, for the bike uh so another interesting thing is the new um unsplash integration so um it's kind of tightly coupled it's in the resources manager which um um I won't go into that. Maybe we'll, maybe Greg can pick that one next. Um, so inside the resources manager, um, you can access Unsplash. So Unsplash is a stock image uh, site and you could just scroll through and there's just tons and infinite amount of, of images that you could just drag directly into your site, right? Um, I think this is great if you're just, you know, mocking up a page and you just want some, you know, some simple, free, nice stock photos to use. Um, it's great. I mean, you can just drag them and drop them directly onto your page and, uh, it's just convenient way of accessing and having, you know, access ready access to stock photos. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And splash is a good pick. I, I'll just say I left, left that one for you. Oh, you know what? I, I just yeah. tested something. I didn't even know it worked. So in the resources manager, there's a search box and you can actually search unsplash as well. Like I, I just thought I didn't think that search box worked with Unsplash. I just figured it worked for searching through your resources or whatnot. But oh, that's kind of cool. Oh uh, so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's slick. Searching for searching for cookies, and I got a lot of nice, delicious cookies in there. <laughs> <laughs> I search for coffee. You know, um, oh, that's a good one too. They complement each other. See, just like just exactly, like just like our podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, what's next up for you, Greg? What's next up for me? Um, you know, I'm really, I guess, besides the resource manager, I'm really like how they've laid out and updated the UI. Um, it kind of feels like grasping for straws, but I kind of remember, I remember the rapid five, four, five, six days. Um, and having to upgrade from from those versions into like the newer versions and this one just so, so much smoother there the layout i think the organization of the settings are a lot nicer yep yeah Everything i like how the, the advanced better. 
the advanced settings are no longer like hidden in general, right? I mean, you don't need to go to general right, than right. advanced. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this one, the, I guess my next favorite thing is just the transition to eight is a lot better in my mind, and the Lego organization, the UI is a lot cleaner and more better organized. So yeah, that theme drawer finally gone. The theme drawer is dead. Yes. Yes. So yes. the theme, the theme has a nice little popover UI now, uh, now, and uh, yeah, you can nicely search through and and sort and you know look for themes by particular developer name and stuff like that. It's it's really nice. Yes. Yes, it is interesting though. The the themes are popover, and then the resources are a new window. Yeah, well, I, I think the reason for that is you might want to leave the resources window open so you can access it a lot. So you're not constantly clicking the popover to open it. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. something like the themes is you're going to go in there once you're going to set your your the theme for your project. And that's pretty much it. Right. Um, but the resources yeah. you're going to be going back and forth to. So having it as in a, a permanent window, I think actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does. And the inspector is always a popover, though. The page inspector? Uh, I have yeah, it docked. Uh, you you can have it as a popover. There's a button to make it a pop. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The the very last tab in the page inspector, yeah. you can have it as a as a as a as a pop up window, or you can have it docked in the. Uh, I go for the docked view, um, so it's a single yeah. window. Um, I, I yeah. like having as few windows as possible. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's new, right? Uh, it's, it's different. It, it worked a little bit differently in seven. I think, I think they improved it and it's, it's better now. Yeah. Before the, there was a, yeah. a button in the toolbar that allowed you to, or I don't remember exactly what it, what it was now, but you could do that before, but yeah. I've always had it docked. Yeah. I always have it docked too. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So what about you? Uh, so next, I, I guess I'll mention the resource. Uh, we, you know, we kind of, you know, talked about the resources. I talked about Unsplash and you can access all your photos and whatnot. And then, um, it's different before in Rapiver 7 and previous versions, all your resources were like in the sidebar, uh, on the left. And, uh, so, but now there's this entire dedicated window where you can drag, um, you know, images or whatever resources you want into there. And you can have a nice view of all the resources for your project. You can actually create folders in there and then, you know, in subfolders and add, you know, resources into those folders. And, um, so it's, it's really nice. And then, you know, obviously all of those resources get uploaded, uh, when you upload your site. So, um, it's nice. Uh, it's definitely a very good improvement to previous versions. Um, if you use resources, um, I do have to admit, I don't really use resources very often. Um, I tend to uh, just create a like a warehouse folder. I most of the time I call it depot on my uh, on my sites, and then I just upload stuff using Transmit or whatever, and then I can figure out the URLs uh, myself. But um, yeah, I, I could see it definitely being a benefit to have you know for you know users that don't that warehousing is kind of, a, a, you know, over their head a little bit that, you know, having a nice resources view, um, you know, baked into rapid Weaver is really great. It really is. Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, hmm. Anyone else to So next I have a couple more. So, um, yeah, a couple the, more? Okay. yeah. So another actually kind of meta tag ish thing, 
which will be nice is you can now set the site language uh, in Rapid Weaver. So previously, Rapid Weaver uh, pr prior to eight, the theme set the language um, in the HTML declaration, right? Uh, and most of the time, most themes were set to English because that's what most Rapid Weaver users speak. Um, but and there were other ways, like in Foundation, um, I you know I have a way of of overriding that, and then I use JavaScript to to kind of change that so the browser knows what language it is. But it wasn't baked into the HTML, right? So um, now you can actually set your your language, um, and it is a site wide setting. But I noticed that Dan, um, a user suggested having um, that be a page specific setting as well, so you can override the language on a per page basis, which makes sense because there are are a lot of users that do multi language sites. So it, it would be nice to be able to you know define a language. Um, and customize it on a page-by-page -page basis. And Dan thought that was a great idea on the forum already and said that he'll, they'll add that in a future update. So that's really cool. Yeah, cool. Yep. Next up, I so think, is big. some privacy okay. stuff. I think this is the last thing that I could think of is the privacy stuff. Um, so there's, there's two different privacy things. There's some new GDPR compliance stuff, right? Um, so if you go to the... There's a privacy tab in... Um, in Rapid Weaver now, kind of where all the settings are for your project. And you can, um, you know, show a privacy message and it'll like put up a little pop-up window so that, you know, users can click accept and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of nice. There is a setting in there called anonymized requests to third-party servers, okay? Um, now, this this is a nice setting. It definitely adds security. It, it allows it so that, um, let's say I am um, putting on... I don't know, uh, some sort of external script onto my page. Okay. What this does is it adds a meta tag that tells your, um, tells the browser browser. Let's say I'm loading, I don't know, uh, Google analytics. Okay. And, um, you know, it'll, what it will do is it'll, it won't send the browser will not send the domain information to Google. If you have that checked, right? So, um, and that's true for, um, anything. It could be if you're loading Google, um, you know, web fonts, or if you're loading um, discuss comments or any other type of, you know, widget that's getting loaded from an external domain with that checkbox checked, checked, it won't send um, information about your URL along with the request. Um, now, this seems great, but it does, it did cause me a couple days of headache. Uh, because um, I had that checked and um, on my, you know, I'm working on the new website design and I'm using fonts from Hoffler from typography.com. And I was getting 403 all of a sudden, like, like I was getting access denied to my fonts. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And so after a couple of days, it, I, I was a little unfair to Hoffler. I blamed them. I um, was a little tough with them. Um, and it turned out it was this checkbox. Um, so basically what happens is Hoffler, you know, licenses font files for your domain. So what they do is along with the request, um, traditionally the domain information is sent along with that request. So Hoffler can then check, oh, I'm getting this request from Weaver space. Oh, okay, good. I can send this. And then, but with that checkbox checked, it wasn't sending any domain data. So they were like, I don't know who you are, access denied, right? Um, so yeah, that, that caused me a little bit of headache. I mean, it would be great browsers, the 
you know, all this stuff is very pretty new. So browser detection, it just told me access denied. It didn't tell me that the browser, it was kind of the browser's fault because of its security policy, you know, but um, yeah, anyway, uh, it's a good setting, but if you find things break such as web fonts, like Typekit probably uh, works exactly the same. So if you're using Typekit or Hoffler or, um, you know, some other service that might require to know your domain information, be careful of that checkbox. Good tip. Good yeah. tip. Cool. So yeah, you've been building your you have, you have more experience with eight than I do because I've been focused on on chili dot hosting products and for picks and stuff. So I've been actively building mm-hmm. page in it lately. So I've been doing it, yeah. You know, doing it from much more of a developer's perspective than a necessarily a user's perspective. So Yep, yeah. My entire site need, is I built need. in Rap Weaver eight now. The the new site at least. How's how's how that how that's going? And it's it's going really good. So um, we're 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 definitely launching at the conference now this year. So um, at Weaver at the Weaver Space Conference, um, September seventh, um, I'm going to be unveiling it to the users there. Um, we'll definitely have it done by then. Um, actually, I hope to have it kind of um, pretty much you know done by next week. Um, it's we we are really really close to having it all done. So um, I won't have any issues getting it all done by the conference. So that'll be nice um, to be able to unveil it to the world uh, at the conference. So that'll be a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Do you want yeah. to talk about the conference? Yeah. Real quick? So yeah. So um, big show. Yep. Yeah. The conference is coming up, up September seventh to the ninth. Uh, we have uh, sixteen speaking slots now. Uh, we added a last one because Greg and I are are closing out the conference with a live Weaver radio podcast just to talk about the conference and, um, the, you know, the sessions and what we got out of it. Um, thought that'd be a lot of fun. So, um, I'm going to be doing a talk right before that, that closing uh, session about, uh, you know, the future of rap weaver design, um, and kind of give you a glimpse of behind the scenes of how I'm making, uh, the new weaver space website, because it's pretty revolutionary. So, um, we have a lot of great speakers coming up, uh, you know, I think the overlying theme really for th- for this year's conference is while we have we do have a lot of great how to sessions uh, for beginners all the way to advanced users. Um, actually, Greg, I got to talk to you uh, about Paul. Paul's going to be doing a how to set up a website domain from A to Z from scratch. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, we're going to get your help to uh, to show how people to do that through you know Chili Dog hosting and their cPanel and whatnot. So um, that'll be nice. Um, and yeah, but the overlying theme of the conference is, um, I, I really want to help people, uh, build better web design businesses, right? So I know a lot of people either they're, they're full-time already, or they want to be, they're, you know, aspiring, uh, freelance designers. So, um, you know, I have a lot of great sessions about, you know, from people like Justin Eastall, uh, John Hawkins, um, Elizabeth Martinez. Um, I I actually have those three along with Nick Cates. They're going to do a panel, and uh, we're going to be fielding, um, you know, user questions about how they run their freelance design businesses, because all of those those guys run top notch web design businesses that are making you know, that are successful. Right. So, um, you know, getting their feedback um, and asking direct questions to them uh, will be pretty awesome. Cool. So, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I also got a lot of other outside of the box people. Right. So, um 
like for instance, I got um, I got this guy named Andy Bengal. Um, he's known as the Ad Viking, and um, I know Facebook marketing is kind of big now. Um, and I thought you know having a session on that would be good. And um, you know my buddy Jeff McMahon, he's a virtual trainer, and uh, basically what he does is he he's a personal trainer, but he trains people virtually. And um, so I thought you know it'd be really great for him to do a talk on you know how we can um, you know a lot of us probably pay for gym memberships and never use them. And he's going to kind of show us how we can be fit from home and uh, not have to, uh, you know, pay lots of money to gyms. And um, obviously, you know, if we're healthier and more fit, we're going to be, have more energy and we're going to be better. Right. So um, I think, I think I named the the title like better fitness, better business. Right. So that was kind of cool. And then lastly, I got, I got kind of a celebrity actually. Um, David Sparks, also known as Max Sparky. Right. Um, you know, he does a lot of like automation and, you know, he does the Mac power users podcast, which is like ultra successful. And, um, so I'm really excited. He's going to be talking, but he's actually not going to be talking about what you probably think he might. He's not going to be talking about Mac and geeky stuff. Um, he's going to be talking about the legal side of websites and, uh, because he is a lawyer. So, um, I thought that'd be interesting kind of get a, a view from a lawyer in terms of, you know, what we should be doing to, um, you know, from a legal perspective for our websites. So I thought that'd be fun. Sorry for going off yeah, on that tangent. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I definitely agree. It's definitely nice to be able to think differently on, you know, stretch your brain a little bit, you know, and look at things in a different way. So yep. it's nice to have that variety in there. Yeah. You know, because I, That's cool. the past couple conferences, I've really done a lot of how to um, sessions. And, uh, so I, you know, and th there's already a ton of how to sessions on YouTube and, you know, in tutorials and whatnot. So I want, I want to give, you know, a chance for this conference to be something that you're, you might not, um, look into on your own. Right. Um, because you know, a lot of times, you know, you're, you're stuck in your day-to-day -day grind and you're like, how do I do this? How do I do that? But you're not going to look up, you know, and learn how to do Facebook marketing or, you know, look into, you know, various other topics. Right. So that's, um, what I wanted to bring uh, to this conference is stuff that is outside of the box of what you would look for on an, on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, but hopefully it, it's going to all still benefit you even more so than, uh, you know, a how-to tutorial will. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that makes our value, you know, that makes the, and makes individuals value is that what they do unique, right? Not, yep. Not what you do like everybody else. It's what you do differently. That makes sense. Cool. <laughs> so sounds, Greg, like good, sounds like you got a good show lined up, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I look forward so, to chatting with you at the end. Sweet. Me too. And you, it's and your daughter's birthday, right? Birthday. Sorry. I didn't plan that well with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sat yeah, it's the I think it might be Saturday or I don't know, it might be it might be that Sunday. It might be that Saturday. Something like that. Yeah. It is my daughter's birthday. Okay. Well we'll have to sing her happy birthday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is Sunday. It is Sunday, so yes, it will be my daughter's birthday. Cool. Well, Greg, and you have the videos published. You have the videos published that night too, right? Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try really hard to get all the videos up uploaded the night of the conference. So each day I'm going to upload them that night. So uh, yeah, um, I should have everything uploaded um, the day of the conference. So you know, 
right after the conference is over, you can, if you missed anything or if, you know, people that got tickets hadn't been able to watch, you know, couldn't attend live, you can watch them at your leisure uh, whenever you want. Where do people buy tickets? They get them at rapidweaverconference.com, Greg. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> so, Rapid Ray, right, just Joe. in closing, I, hey, actually, here's a good question. Um, do you have any any known issues or stuff with your things in Rapid Weaver 8? Or you expect everything to work good? I'm expecting everything to work well. I've only had one ticket regarding regarding picks. So I'm just tracking, just tracking an issue there. I need okay. clarification, but otherwise things have been pretty, pretty smooth. Okay. Uh, how about you? Uh, no, I, I had one issue right before they launched um, in the betas. And um, I think, it, I think I'm not exactly sure what it was um, in rapid over eight, uh, the minify CSS and JavaScript button. They oh, unchecked that and all of a sudden okay. it worked. Um, I, I didn't really get a chance to look into that yet exactly um, what exactly caused that particular issue. Uh, but most for the most part, I've had zero other issues with users. Everyone seems to be working great with foundation and total CMS and all other stacks. Um, so yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Greg. Thanks for taking time out of your vacation yeah. and uh, and uh, doing this episode. My pleasure, Joe. Thanks for chatting. Sweet. Where, uh, where on the interwebs can people find you? ChiliDogHosting.com and ChiliDogSoftware.com and at Barshard on Twitter. Sweet. I'm at Joe Workman everywhere. You can reach me at weavers.space. Uh, head over to the community, join uh, the Weaver Radio. We have a, a live group inside the Weaver Space community. Um, I post every single episode there. Make sure you post comments or questions. Obviously, you can also email us to feedback at weaverradio.com. Check out all of our archives at weaverradio.com as well. And uh, make sure you check out uh, and submit us a review at iTunes. That'd be great just because, um, yeah, we need some love. So go ahead and take some time. Let us know what you think on the community and on iTunes so that other people can enjoy this podcast as well. Sweet. So thank yeah, you, everybody. What would you say, Greg? Oh, I said, yes, we love hearing from everybody. So please yes. send us yes, we send love, your feedback. We love it. Yeah. Yep. Cool, Greg. Well, thank you very much. You take care, bud. You too, sir. Okay. Bye. Catch you next time. Bye.